Welcome to the Crimson Flow Ministry Podcast, episode number six. Hello, I'm Charles Caps. In addition to listening to us on your favorite uh, podcast directory, we invite you to visit our website at charlescapscrimsonflowministries.net. All one word, all lowercase. Amen. Charles Caps Crimson Flow Ministries net and also you can see all of our podcast episodes on Twitter at Charles Charles Caps nineteen. Our heart's desire is to share the word of God, empowering in truth, Amen, so that we may all grow in grace, thereby obtaining a better knowledge of our Father Yehovah, as received through His Scriptures and the words of His Son Yeshua. Hamashiach, amen. And Proverbs 23 and 23 instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. We're going to try to buy some of these things or gain them today, amen. And we'll move to the message. This, this message will be pretty much on the rapture, amen. And we'll start with Amos 3 and 7. Amos the prophet said, um, surely... The Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto the serv- his servants, the prophets. It says here that our Father's not going to do anything until he reveals it to the prophets. Surely, Yehovah, Elohim, will do nothing, but he revealeth his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. Amen. So now, if you're going to reveal something and it's not found in the prophets, you, you're, you, you might be barking up the wrong tree. Amen. And, uh, you know, that don't mean that you, you, you weren't in the hunt. That doesn't mean that you didn't participate, amen, and do the things that uh, most Christians do. But if you're barking up the wrong tree, the coon ain't up there. Can you say amen? So if you don't have witness from the prophets, it could be you might be in a little bit of trouble. Now, we'll look at Deuteronomy chapter 13 and verses 1 through 3. It says here, Now, if there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them, he says. Now, here's the instruction. We had a prophet, a dreamer of dreams, and they had some stuff. And they said, Harkin, this is going to happen, and it happened. And he said, now, we did this so we can go serve other gods. And here's our instructions now. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for Jehovah, your God, proveth, he tests you. Our Father will test us. Amen. The Lord, your God, proveth you to know whether you love the Lord your God, with all your heart and with all your soul. Amen? So you see, it's kind of like the manna in the wilderness. That was there to prove, to test them, to see if they'd obey him or not. And so these things come our way every now and again, and it's to prove us to see if we love our Father. And we'll keep his commandments and stay true to his word and not be like a reed shaken in the wind, unstable in all of our ways. Can you say amen? Now, if we look at First John... Chapter 4 and verse 1, it said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. You see, this is the one thing that 
we found in, in the book of Acts about the Bereans, uh, bu- book of Acts about the Bereans, when they heard something, they pondered it, they studied it, they checked to see if it would be so according to the scriptures. Folks, that's all we got to do. Anytime you hear something, put it to the test, the, the light of the scriptures. And if it says so, okay. If you can't find it, well, you might want to dismiss that. Amen. We need to be like the Bereans. Everything we hear, whether it come from me, Charles Capps, or from your preacher, or your denomination, or your church, or anything other place, if, if, uh, it doesn't stand up in the light of the scriptures. You need to get rid of it. You need to dismiss it. And if you're sitting in a place where uh, false doctrine is being generated, you need to move to somewhere else. Amen. So now, we, we'll go to 1 Timothy 4 and 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the face Faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Amen. Now, that's what I want to talk about. Where did this rapture come from? You see, we have no record of it at all. We have no record of it in the prophets. We have no record of it from uh, our Father speaking or from Yeshua speaking or from the apostles. Uh, we have no record of, of, of something called a rapture or the catching away, you know. Well, in 1830, which is not that long ago, and a long way removed from what Yeshua taught us, amen, in 1830, there was a young lady who was bedridden in her sickness. Her name was Margaret MacDonald, and she had visions upon her sickbed. And those visions, she, she saw a taking away church meeting Jesus in the air. This became known as the rapture, and it was never taught before then. Also in 1830, uh, a charismatic preacher, speaker by the name of John Nelson Darby uh, visited with um, Mary Margaret MacDonald, and some people say he, that's not true. He never, but it was, it's documented that he spent at least three nights in her house. But anyway, Mr. Darby, he listened to what she was saying, and he picked up on that, and he began to preach the the doctrine of the taken away being meeting Jesus in the air. Amen? Now, we'll get to the taken away in a little bit, you know. Uh, So Darby, he was an Anglican priest. I have trouble with that. And he he left that, and he started a, a brethren movement, and Darby, he was brilliant, and I believe that he was sincere in everything that he did, including promoting this 1830s doctrine of the rapture and premillennial dispensationalism. I believe he was sincere, but that doesn't make him correct. Amen? That does not make him correct. Now, he, um, he, he, he was very strict, and he was, very, he was a great speaker, and he could move people. And, you know, it doesn't take truth to speak great and move people. You can persuade a lot of people in your sincerity of the moment. Amen? Now, this doctrine of the rapture and premillennial dispensationalism was picked up by Schofield after that, and it's just been spreading and, and spreading. 
Now, in 1830, before the rapture doctrine popped into Darby's head, no one had ever heard of a secret rapture doctrine. Amen? And yes, I said doctrine because, you know, even though it's wrong, it's still doctrine. Yeshua said, I give you good doctrine. But does that mean there's bad doctrine? Sure it does. Were there people given bad doctrine in the times of Yeshua? Sure, the Pharisees and the scribes. Amen? So nobody had ever, ever heard of this rapture doctrine. So let's look. Let's look at this taken doctrine. Amen? And we'll go to Matthew 24. And we'll start in verse 36. But, uh, and i got to say, you know, I'm trying to keep this brief, but the disciples, you know, when they were crossing over the Kidron Valley into the Mount of Olives, they looked back and saw the buildings of the temple, and, and, and the, the disciples said, oh, how beautiful, and, and Jesus told them there, there wouldn't be a stone left upon the other one. Amen. So then they asked him, he said, tell us, tell us, what is going to be happening what is the sign of your coming you know and so yeshua said but of that day and hour in verse 36 20, matthew 24 knoweth no man not the angels of heaven but my father only that would be his return amen now here's your sign he said but as the days of noah were so shall also the coming of the son of man be for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now look at the words here. We know that Noah built that ark for about a hundred years and uh they had never seen rain or the flood, and and seven days before it started to rain, uh, God shut Noah and the animals in the ark, you know, and and uh, so they're sitting there, and the people who, you know, a lot of people say Noah preached it, Noah preached it, Noah was the preacher of righteousness, you know, okay, his life was a ministry ministered righteousness, but he didn't go out and tell people repent. You see, God passed judgment. On the people and a hundred years later he executed judgment amen and so Noah went into the ark and the people didn't know what was going on because they didn't miss him you know because he wasn't out there preaching repent and all that kind of stuff he was just doing his job amen and so the people didn't realize it and they were still marrying they were still giving in marriage they were just just carrying on with their ungodliness, their unrighteousness, and they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. Now, folks, it sounds like being taken all away is a bad thing here. Can you say amen? It sounds like these people, the flood came and it took them all away. That does not sound like a great thing. Can you say amen? It sounds terrible. It sounds dreadful amen and so let's let's move back to genesis now genesis 7 and 22 and it says that in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land died everything that breathed you know and uh every living substance was destroyed that's being taken away 
Every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. Amen? So the people who didn't make it to the ark, they were destroyed. And this is what Matthew is saying here, uh, or Yeshua is, is saying, that uh, when the flood came, they didn't know what was going on, and they were all taken away. Amen? So let's continue to look at this uh, taken and not. Then shall two, verse 40, then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken, and the other left. And everybody goes, whoo, whoo, hallelujah, you know. Well, I'm going to be taken, folks. That's not a good thing. To be taken means to be destroyed, as we've lined up here, line upon line, precept upon precept. This is not a, a hallelujah uh, moment here. Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Sounds like being left is a pretty good deal. Amen. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Amen. Again, the taken ones are destroyed. The ones left are still here to do the work of God. Amen. So I got to say, if you hoop and shout over being the ones taken, you are dancing to your own destruction. Let me say that one more time. If you hoop and shout over being the ones that are taken, you're dancing to your own destruction. Oh, my, my. Father, have mercy on us to learn the scriptures and to get it right. So I just got to say right out of the bat here, right off the bat, right out of the box, that um, this doctrine, these visions that... Uh, Margaret MacDonald had and that John Darby picked up and so many other people uh, throughout the last couple of centuries, you know, this doctrine of the rapture is total false. There ain't no rapture and there ain't going to be no rapture as they say it. Amen. We're going to meet the Lord in the air and there's a purpose for it. Yes, but it's not to go and spend seven years uh, at a marriage supper of the Lamb, escaping the plagues and the tribulations upon the world, while everybody that's left here is 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 going through a time of much trouble. Amen. I'm gonna tell you, if you're doing that, you are part of an escapist organization. You're just as bad as an ostrich sticking its head in the sand. Ooh, it ain't going to come on me. I can't see it. It ain't happening. You know, I don't care what you say or what you claim. God will have his way, and your way won't matter. Our Father's time of trouble upon this world is going to catch you all of us, amen, and many are not going to be prepared. I just got to say, if you're thinking you're going to be raptured out of here for seven years and never go through tribulation, I, I just got to say, what are you going to do when you have to go through tribulation? What are you going to do when you find out that you've been lied to from your preachers, from your church, from your denominations, amen? What are you going to do when you find out that everything you believed in all of your life is a lie? 
Are you going to then find somebody who's teaching truth and convert and follow truth at that time and, and, and work your way through great tribulation? Or are you going to be one of those that, that falls away and says, well, if that's a lie, everything else is a lie, you know. But even you, if you do that, the tribulation will still catch you and you will still have to go through that tribulation. Amen. Now, let's go to 1 Thessalonians. This is one of the things that everybody likes to um, quote for their rapture theory. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 13. It says, But I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Now, the first thing we need to see is we're talking about people who are asleep. We're not talking about people who are going to be caught up. We're talking about people. See, that was the great concern here in the Thessalonian church was what was going to happen to their loved ones that were already in the grave, that had already passed on. They they weren't worrying about a rapture theory or a coming rapture. They were wanting to know what's going to happen to my old uncle. Amen. My grandpa, my grandma. What's going to happen? They're in the grave and I'm not. What's going to happen? That was the question. Paul said, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. See, uh, some of this is like there's no resurrection doctrine that's still being taught. Amen? For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Amen? For the Lord himself shall ascend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, is this talking about a meeting in the air with Yeshua? Yes, it is. Is this talking about a rapture to escape? The tribulation? No, it's not talking about that. And we're giving comfort to those that have one loved ones that are in the grave. Amen? So now, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. Amen? The shofar's blowing. Hallelujah. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. That gives a lot of comfort. And he says that, wherefore comfort one another with these words. Now, those are great words, but that's not a rapture doctrine as misapplied by those who prescribe to the rapture theory. Amen? So let's look at the other scriptures that they like to use for the rapture, and that would be 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-one. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. So here we are. We're back on the those in the grave sleeping. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Amen. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. Which trump here? 
the last trump. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Yes, we are going to go meet Yeshua in the clouds. Amen. And let, let me say this. What did it say? It said at the last trump. If we have a last trump, would it be a, a logical conclusion that there were trumps preceding that? Yeah. You can't have a, you know, you'd only have the trump sound if, if you know, if, if there was no last trump. So we have a last trump sounding. That means there's trumpets before that. So where do we find the sounding of the trumpets? Amen. Well, we find it in the book of Revelation. And I just got to tell you, folks, y'all need to study this word, and you need to study Revelation. And I know they're telling you not to crack the book, and I know they're telling you nobody can understand it, and I know they're telling you, that, you know, just uh, just don't worry about what that says in Revelation. But I'm going to tell you, as a, as a member of the church of the living God in the last days, you need to know Daniel, Revelation, and the other prophets. Amen. You need to know it line upon line, precept upon precept. So let's look at Revelation 8 and 7. But the first angel sounded. This is the first trumpet. And there followed hell and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth. And the third part of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Amen. Now, you want to go to a rapture at the seventh trumpet, the last trumpet, amen? Uh, have you seen the, the trees burn up and the green grass burn up? And have you seen the hell mingled with blood? Has that happened yet? Amen? But you think you're gone before this happens. But this is the first trumpet. And you can read all through the next several chapters of all of the destruction and tribulation and darkness that's coming. Amen, and the last trumpet is not yet. Folks, get into this word and study it. Amen. Now, the last trump is chapter 11 and verse 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever and that's going to be a glorious moment but between the first trump in revelation 8 and 7 and the last trump in revelation 11 and 15 there is much much trouble and the church is still here the saints are still here amen and you need to be ready I, I often hear uh, I've seen people get uh, doing rapture practice hopping up and down trying to fly you know, instead of being practicing rapture readiness, you need to be tribulation ready and have a strong walk with our Lord and our Savior and His Father. Amen. Amen. Now, let me tell you something, or let me, rather, let me ask you something. Can you have a rapture before the last trumpet? No, that's not what the scriptures say, is it? Not at all. We're going to meet the gathering. Amen. We're going to meet Yeshua. 
but it's going to be at the last trump. And we're going to go through all of this trouble, such as the world has never seen. Study Matthew 24 completely. There's so much there. And we didn't touch on that uh, here at this particular. You see, here's what I want. I want every one of these uh, episodes, these podcasts, to be building blocks one upon another. And we'll bring a little here and a little there so that we don't overwhelm you with so much at one time. But remember what we've said here today and study Matthew 24 and understand that to be taken is a bad, bad thing. Amen? And understand that spending seven years in heaven, it ain't happening. Amen? That's false, false doctrine. And I brought you truth during this podcast. Amen? So let us purpose in our hearts to serve our Savior and our God and get it right, folks, because we're going to need we're going to need a lot of help in the days to come. And woe to them that don't listen. Woe to them that are not prepared. Amen. God bless you. Hope you got a little something out of this, and we'll see you on the next one.